Hi, I'm Jessica Lowe, and I'm a realtor. And I'm Jamie Knight, a mortgage loan advisor. We've been friends for years, and we're here to talk about all things real estate. Buying, selling, and maintaining your most valuable asset. Follow us to stay up to date on homeownership, tips, and market trends. You're at home with Jessica and Jamie. Well, hello and good morning. Well, hello and good morning to you. I'm trying not to giggle and laugh. So it's been a while. It's been a little bit, but I'm glad that we're back. Yes, I have definitely missed this. Um, but we were talking how at one point we both were coughing mm-hmm. and we felt to spare your ears, it would not be a good idea for us to be coughing. And then when we start laughing, then we cough some more. And yeah, because the laughing always makes it worse. Yes. You have a tickle in your throat, so yeah. <laughs> and I still have that, so bear with me. So I'm going to try not to my darndest. But anyway, hope everyone's been well and yeah. staying healthy. And my goodness, at least here in St. Louis, the sun's coming out. Yes. Like 70-something today. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, please don't go backwards. Global warming at its finest. So I don't know if we're going to go straight from winter to summer. Because we had a few weeks there where it was like, Tuesday was nice. Thursday was ice. Like a few days, a few weeks in a row, right? Yes. Actually, every Thursday because every Thursday, every Thursday for the past couple of weeks, my daughter had to miss um, her tumbling and hip hop. And I'm like, she's like, oh, no school. I'm like, yeah, but that means you also don't have this two weeks in a row. And we had just started it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that's fun. So, um, but we had the pleasure of actually closing recently. Yes, we did. And that kind of has sparked this conversation. Yeah, there's, um, we're seeing all kinds of new things this year with putting together deals and things that are coming up in the contract to close process. Um, So yeah, so let's dive right in and talk about what we're seeing and how things are being handled. All right, so which one do we want to start off with? Because we talked about a lot of different things. Do we want to talk about um, rates or just go right into like the credit, what's on there? Start. Where would you like to start off? Okay, well, let's, since this is something that, you know, we usually hear our parents talk about, <laughs> points. Yes. No one understands what they are. No one knows what that means. But, and, and, and that's because we haven't done it in a long time. You know, yeah. it's been quite a few years since we've heard of anyone buying down points. <laughs> and, and that is so true. So and What with... is that, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so of course I cough it, and giggle in it. Sorry. Well, interest um, rates are starting to tick back up. And that's why, so the past, let's say, couple years, we all know that, and you see it right now, inflation. You see cost of goods. You see cost of things going up. Um, and let's be real when it comes to interest rates it is very you know what's happening around either our country the world things play a big role into gas homes everything right and so for the past couple years we have seen what we call or refer to as just stupid low interest rates right yes and so you didn't have to pay points and what i always tell my clients to make it in simple terms Basically, you're buying down a lower payment. So points you would look at as, you know, you've got a certain interest rate, but you want a lower interest rate 
They refer to that as points, but I say it's cost. It's really spending money to get a lower interest rate. And we didn't find that, you know, for the past couple of years. But we're starting to see things slowly creep up. Things are happening, so now it's creeping up. And what we're finding is that when you are going to purchase or when you're going to refinance, people or lenders could be just putting points in there and you don't even know what that is. What do I mean by that? You, we can give you this interest rate, great. Well, when you go to close, all of a sudden you're seeing this interest rate cost well, you. Yeah, you're seeing this high closing cost. The high closing cost, thank you. You know you're gonna have to still direct me because my mind is racing. <laughs> so she's gonna try and keep me on task no, at hand. Two I brains start, are better than one. Yes, and especially <laughs> we know me, I can go off, you know, whatever. So back to at closing, you can see these closing costs, as Jessica was saying, and all of a sudden, there's these origination points is normally what they're referred to. And you're gonna see like $2,000. But well, why is that there? Well, it's because of that interest rate. And what does that mean? That means at the time when you locked your loan, par, that's what we refer to as par rate is, let's just say it's 100%. Par is 100%, that's what the banks say that the rates are at this time. And if you want anything lower than that, that's when you start getting into the points, AKA, cost to get that lower interest rate. This is what I want to highlight to everybody. Look at the payment, not just the interest rate. And I say this because you could, someone could say, oh, interest rates and going back to our parents, this is what you've been hearing over and over and over. Get that low interest rate, get that low interest rate. But sometimes that low interest rate involves points quote unquote cost, and actually your payment could be higher than if you had a little bit higher interest rate and it didn't cost you anything, your payment could be lower. So is this because that cost is being spread out over the mm -hmm. term of the loan? Yeah, so sometimes when, and I'll just quickly refer to refinancing real quickly, is that will, those costs, if you're not paying out of pocket, it's rolled into the loan. So what happens to your loan size? Your loan size goes up. So what happens to your payment? Your payment goes up. Or some people pay it out of pocket. Mm -hmm. But what I challenge everyone to do is ask what that par rate is. Ask what a little bit of, you know, okay, well, a little bit, you know, under par. Uh, you know, ask and find out, ask those questions. Have your lender be transparent so that you can really weigh the benefits. Is it worth it to pay $2,000 to get this quote unquote really good interest rate, but you're saving $8 a month? Well, and that leads me to my next question. Mm -hmm. You you definitely need to have a, a very open line of communication with your lender yes. because let's say this is a home you're planning on living in for maybe just three years, yes. five years. So you would need to calculate, is it worth it to buy those points, whether all up front or over the life of the loan? Because it just may not be worth it if you're gonna turn around and sell, if you're not gonna keep this mortgage for very long. Exactly, and it may not make sense. You know, like you said, it, it may not make sense for many reasons, but a lot of times, not everyone's very upfront. We've talked about it, you've got, you have realtors, you have lenders, 
and you have to have that relationship with them because at the end of the day you want them to discuss with you what's best for them and not all right let's just close this let's lock let's whatever you want them to actually share with you and so if you don't ask all of a sudden you could be at closing and you may be in a situation where you you've got to close you're you know you are you miss the house so have that conversation and say okay are there points involved is it costing me to get this interest rate if so what and then walk through it talk through the calculations mm -hmm. i will always ask clients is this something that you plan on staying here for a while um or is this something where it's short term because it's one of those it's not going to make sense then it won't make sense you know to spend that money you're not going to recoup that right. in that short amount of time so that is something that you've got to start paying attention to now because you are going to see people staying crazy low interest rates you're right they are crazy low compared to years ago but are they stupid low <laughs> they're not um but if you want that stupid low you know you're talking thousands of dollars so they may say oh it's only costing you a point okay but that point could cost two three thousand dollars that point could cost five hundred dollars you know they change daily and so that's what you want to ask ask those questions because i will tell you to buy down a point it may not make sense so that's did i do a good job on that i think you did an excellent okay, job. okay thank you so okay. <laughs> talking about interest rates let's talk about things that changes where you can lock your interest rate and namely um credit issues yes that's gonna be the biggest thing and we actually ran into that together and let me let me just preface this really yes quickly. go ahead so things happen yes i mean i've been doing this for over nine years now things happen <laughs> and every deal is different but obviously the goal that i have and i know that you have as a lender jamie is yes. to have the most seamless and smooth contract to close process that we can possibly provide for our clients absolutely the last thing that, that we want is a hiccup or to have to scramble to piece together a workaround because that puts our clients in jeopardy so on that mindset <laughs> let's talk about credit and again being being open being honest with especially with your lender when it comes to financial stuff your realtor really doesn't have anything to do with that yeah but you definitely have to have that relationship with your lender so that you can say hey i have this that may or may not show up on a credit report or i don't know how do you be prepared for this jamie that you know let me take it one way so what we ran into was a scenario that greatly like impacted how we we're going to close i mean we had to last minute change things because something showed up on a the credit report that wasn't there when we initially started mm -hmm. so i'll come back to that but with your lender as much as you can think about just the time frames what you've done you cannot be scared or hold stuff back why because it only jeopardizes what your purchase it will it can completely jeopardize 
you know, it, it could kill the deal. All right. So this is where you have to kind of swallow any kind of pride and just be as completely transparent. And if you don't feel comfortable with that person, if you don't have that relationship, I'm to find someone else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and realize that we've seen it all. Yes. We've yes. seen it all. And no one's going to judge you for having a late payment or a collection or, you know, a, a foreclosure no. or whatever in your history. Like, we understand that life happens, things happen, but it's about how do we, how do we meet this in the best way possible? Yes. I mean, it's true. We've all been there. So you've got to just say, you know what? We've all been there. We're human. So go with it. So examples with credit. So gosh, where do I start on this? You're so much better about this um, because I have like 5,000 things I want to talk about. So <laughs> let me just take this example because it actually just came up again. Let's say you have something on your credit report and you've resolved that situation and you thought it was taken care of. If you don't follow up and get confirmation and make sure your credit report is now reflecting the terms of whatever you agreed to, maybe it was a payoff, maybe it was a collection. If you don't have that solidified and you make sure and follow up until it is confirmed, you've got it in writing, you've got it on your report, it could come back to bite you. Yes. And unfortunately, we had that happen. And so... Okay, let me just say. Yes. Collection agencies or whatever you call them, not always the most upfront and honest companies to work with. So if you are no longer working with an original creditor who will typically um, file your account with mm -hmm. your credit agencies... Um, correctly the um the collection agencies don't always do it as as well as the original creditors so i'm just going to preface that that if you got some you know xyz collection agency and you create some kind of an agreement with them to pay off an old account mm -hmm. get it in writing hold on to that because they don't always follow through with updating your credit so to that point um <laughs> i will say please be mindful of when you jump into something. If you feel that you need some debt consolidation or you need help, please be mindful of jumping right in. Do your due diligence. Because I've talked to people where I've been with them for a year and nothing has changed. My score hasn't done anything. We haven't done anything. Please be mindful of that. To Jessica's point on following up, here's what I will say is get that document, get it printed off, file it away. Now, if you've not listened to an episode before, Jessica's very um, adamant about having this filing system, put it away in a folder, know where it is, have this stuff. Because I will tell you, in our certain situation, um, everything was said, it was done, and all of a sudden, what was supposed to be no longer on this credit report showed up. But guess who had no record of it? The creditor. Mm -hmm. You know, the debtor. So, um, debtor, daddy, debtor. Um, you know, I always get those. But it was one of those, oh, well, we don't have anything. We don't have any documentation on that. And now, guess what? You are now stuck. Now you got to pay this off again. You got to pay this off again. Um, or you have to wait. Or in this case, it could have, it completely 
actually it did. It killed the deal. And then we had to quickly switch gears and then we were still able to close, but that's not gonna be the case for everyone. So when it comes to credit, this completely impacts your credit score. You know, the compensating factors, you're looking at your debt to income ratio. They look at your credit score, the loan to value, so on and so forth. But with credit, this is what you need to be mindful of. When you think potentially you are going to be purchasing in the near future, right now, annualcreditreport.com. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give them a shout out. Right now, you can look once a year and see what's on your report. But because of the pandemic, they are allowing you to go in once a week. So I don't know when that's gonna shift, but you can go in and monitor. So what I always tell people now, go on there right now. Look and see what's on your credit. One, you can see, oh, well, I had that cleared up with collections. They said they took care of this. And guess what? It could still be on your report. You need to take care of that now mm -hmm. and get it fixed now. I just had a phone call where walking through someone who in June were looking to do something, but she said, oh no, they said, you know, oh, it's closed, but we're still paying on it. I said, okay, great. What I need you to do is go on annual credit report, look to see, it's not gonna give you your score, but it's gonna tell you what's on there. And then if you see that what you discussed is not on there, I need you to call them. I need you to get it in writing. I need them to send you something. You need to document this. Why? Because if three months, four months down the road, you go to do something and it's still not adjusted, you have all this documentation. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna take you one step further. You keep following up on your credit report and you make sure, no, I want document, I need you to show me proof that it's been handled, taken care of, and rectified. Because in our case, the situation that we had, they said it was all taken care of. Unfortunately, the follow-up was not there. And so it came back to bite our client. You know, in lack only, of better words. There's only so much that you can do when you've got a week and a half, two weeks before closing. Yes. Like you don't have time to make an agreement, pay no. it off get your credit updated it does not happen that fast no it does not that will take 30 60 90 days. there is no time frame from there because guess what at the end of the day it's not their credit they don't they don't it, really care they don't okay you said it but yeah they don't care no. and because it's not that they're not on your timeline so you need to i don't care if you don't want to buy anything right now i want you guys to go and do this and just stay on top of that because this day and age with people taking your identity, you wanna monitor, make sure nothing's on there and start fighting it now because the last thing you wanna do is, all right, I got pre-approved, you go to pull your credit and then all of a sudden, all this stuff is on there. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You are not gonna be buying that home. You're gonna be having to figure this out. So credit very much impacts that interest rate and and even your ability to even purchase. Purchase, yes. So, I mean, it can take... you could be flat out denied. Absolutely. I mean, this can take you from a conventional, that what you thought you were going to get, to an FHA, to a nothing at all. Mm -hmm. um, and what they do is every time you creep your credit score up, um, it's going to help and just put you in a better position. Here's something I want you to know, too. This can be definitely, we're gonna have to cut this one off and like do part two, three, whatever. <laughs> we could go on and on. Um, because what people don't know is they will, oh, so-and-so says I have this score. 
So and so says I have this score, and then we go pull their credit. What? No, wait. So when you shop for a car, they are looking at different. We refer to them as compensating factors. Mm-hmm. When you go to shop for a mortgage, we look at different compensating factors. So where you might say, "Oh, my FICO score says, you know, seven hundred and then all of a sudden you're like, so let's move forward, let's do something. Then all of a sudden you're at a 650, you're like, wait, what? It's because credit cards, any of those different, you know, you're looking at Credit Karma, I'm thinking of all these different mm-hmm. names that people are sharing with me. And I hear that all the time. Well, Credit Karma tells me that mm-hmm. I've got a 725. Yes. And you're telling me that I'm at 675. And that is great. That's because they are not looking, they're looking at like three factors. We look at five. So same thing though, you can go purchase a car and say, oh, I was at that. That's great. They're looking at something different. So every industry. So my thing is don't have that false sense of security. So stay on top of obviously pay your bills on time, pay them before they're due. When you have balances, keep them under the 30% threshold. You know, because here's the thing is why pay them off every month? That's great. But if we pull it at a time that you're using more than 30%, it's going to reflect. So what I tell people now is if you're going to use your cards, only use a 30% threshold and then pay it off. You've got to be mindful. And that's something that we can help with, talk to. So when you're talking to your realtor, they may have someone that they can refer to you, trusted lenders that will walk you through it and put you in a good position but you also want that realtor to be able to talk to the lender. They don't need to share all this information, but they also need to say, okay, you know, we're in a position where you might want to hold off on a second or do something, be transparent with everyone because what you don't want to do is not tell your realtor, not tell your lender, and then all of a sudden something pops up and you've lost the house. It just puts you all on an emotional roller coaster. Um, you know, remember your realtor is your representation and so that also reflects, you know, on them too. Yes, it does. And you want your realtor to always have this, um, to be known for some, you know, you want them to have that, what's the word I'm looking for? They're just well-respected, well-known. They know, oh, this is Jessica Lowe. We know that, you know, she definitely, when she comes to us with her clients, they are, they know what they're doing. They've got their stuff together. So they, and I will tell you, can that win you a house? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If they know I've worked with this realtor before, you know, she, we don't have these last minute, oh, something happens or we can't close a deal on time or, you know, we have to walk away because of financing. They know she's coming with prepared clients. So keep that in mind too. There's so much more we can talk about. <laughs> My head's Absolutely. spinning. But I, I think that that really gives a really it gives an excellent kind of overview of what our people listening can be doing yeah. on their own time to feel like they are taking control yeah. over their, you know, financial situation and their, and their credit, which is really the only thing that you can control. Like we can't control, you know, the interest rates. No, we, it's out of our, our control. We can't control housing prices. I mean, that's it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do everything that you can to make sure that you can get the best interest rate possible and yes. available at the time that you're ready to do something and without having to buy down a bunch of points. Yes. Unless if you want to. 
Yes. That, I mean, I will tell you, that's the thing is put yourself in a position that if you want to buy them down, you've already got a good interest rate. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want just a little bit because it could be a potential $30 savings each month. Okay, great. But when you don't have that great credit score, that $500 could be $3,000, you know, and you Absolutely. just, you know, there's a big difference there. And I love your takeaway of life is not a guarantee. You don't know what's going to happen. You could possibly move here. You bought your house. You're going to be in here forever. Something happens, you've got to move. So I encourage anyone, I don't care if you're buying or even thinking about it, you don't want to, you're renting, work on your credit now, get it in a good position. If you don't know how, reach out. I don't, if you are like Jamie, I'm not even looking at buying, I, that's fine. Reach out, I'll help you get the steps because you don't know. It could happen, something could change, but you don't wanna be, like Jessica said, in a position where you just gotta take what you can get and it's not a good feeling sometimes. No. But you, you know, you've gotta get the home, so now you're paying out the wazooski. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> all right, there's that. I like wazooski. Yeah. All right, so I think, you know what I'm going to say with that, that's our homeowner tip right now, just homeownership tip. You know, everyone has that American dream of being a homeowner. So do what you can now, but it's not just putting you in a better position to buy a home. It's with everything, mm -hmm. you know. What if, what if you need a new car? Yes. Your, your kid's going off to college and you're shopping around for student loans. Yes. Um, all of that comes into play. It. And it comes down to I mean, what even, you're doing even now. Even your insurance rates are based off of your credit score. Yes, that's a great point. It, it really, there's so much. So please don't have that false sense of security when you're getting monitored from your credit cards or anything like that. Do your due diligence. And if you don't know what that is, reach out to us. And happy to help with that. All right. Mm, yay. It's been so much fun. So if you have questions, please reach out. You know we're willing to answer do anything? Jessica, any last minute things? Um, no, it's still pretty wild out there, um, out in the field, shopping yeah. for homes. Um, inventory's still low. Everyone is um, pouncing on houses as they become available. Yeah. Um, actually, my last two deals, I um, I had a buyer side on one and a seller side on the, mm -hmm. on the other, but got them under contract before they even hit the market. Um, you know, we, we were kind of talking at... Um, my office has yeah. a Tuesday meeting. How are, how are we able to get homes for our clients when, you know, there's 15 offers, you know, first weekend, yeah. you know, you get an open house and you sellers trying to sort through 15, 20 offers. Um, we're finding communication. And again, that kind of goes along with the lines Everything of this talk. Everything we said, yes. Um, the reason why I was able to get this deal for my buyer um, the reason why a lot of listing agents are choosing uh, or helping their clients to choose a particular offer is the level of communication that they're yeah. getting from the other side. So, um, yeah, I mean, any buyer's agents out there that are listening to this, um, over-communicate with a listing yeah. agent, um, even whenever you're putting together an offer and getting ready to submit. Um, I always like to ask the questions, you know, what would your seller like to have? You know, what's their ideal mm -hmm. um, in, in an offer and getting this house sold? Um, is there a, a preferred close date? Is there um, anything that they want to take with them? You know, what about the refrigerator? 
you know, what about the washer and dryer? Would they rather take it with them? Would they rather leave it in the house? Um, there's all kinds of things that you can ask about. Um, let them know about your buyers, you know, how excited yeah. they are to find this house. And sometimes that's what does it too. I mean, it's kind of the, you know, equivalent of what we call love letters, you know, when yeah. buyers write a little letter to to a seller. Sometimes it's nice for the agents to have that talk as well. Like, this is the situation with my buyer. Um, this is what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. This is why they're excited. This is who our lender is, yeah. who is, you know, a fantastic lender. <laughs> this deal is going to close. We have no issues. Um, and it just really sets the tone between agents of how the rest of this deal would go yeah. if you work with us. It's communication, that personal connection, you know, and you highlighted, I mean, I was just going to jump on of even involving that lender, not even just saying, you know, we've got this lender. Let them make that phone call too to say, listen, I will keep you up to date and let you know the process. Because what you're doing is you're providing the whole package. That strong buyer, you're setting up that communication, but everyone that's involved that can possibly drop the ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, the realtor can drop the ball, the lender can drop the ball, the client can drop the ball, but when you are all there together and presenting this package, it's they know, okay, we're, this it's gonna sell. We're not gonna have these last minute crazy things going on. So anyway, but I like uh, that. All it's right. good to be back. It is, and we're coming back, so now, you know, I didn't cough too much, so that's good. So yeah. stay tuned for the next episode, and we'll bring you more exciting insight to homeownership. And if you've got something you want us to talk about, reach out. We'll see you next time, Jamie. All right. <laughs> and you're at home with? Jessica and Jamie. <laughs> Bye. Bye.